when she first met her, she felt that Jen's business was, quote, unsavory. Now, if you're telling me that your friend, you already have these weak, these suspicions, these thoughts that something does not add up and you continue to allow this woman to steamroll every single person around you, including yourself, knowing that it is, quote, unsavory. And now because she pled guilty, it's irrelevant. So does that mean that this entire season that, you know, Heather's been, I've got your back, I've got your back, I know you're innocent, really she never did? This This is is not not just another housewife podcast. Celebrity gossip. Consuming my brain. You cannot tell me that for the last two years, all of these dates have not been blocked off of NFL stadiums. It is all happening. I'm Brett, and this is the Oops I Gossiped Again podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode. I'm happy to have you here. I hope that you've had a wonderful weekend or you're having a wonderful day whenever you're listening to this. I want to give you a heads up that this episode is going to feel a little different than normal. I actually recorded an entire podcast last week and then scrapped it (laughs) to record a new one so that I could talk about Lisa Rinna leaving the housewives and Jen Shaw's sentencing. But I still felt like what I talked about with Salt Lake City needs to be shared. So instead of scrapping it entirely, I'm going to do a little bit of editing. I'm going to take what I took, what I created and recorded last week and dump it in here. So it might be a little bit shorter of an episode. It might seem like it jumps around a little bit or seem like it's old news. I apologize in advance. <laughs> this isn't just a normal podcast. I'm, I'm splitting and editing because I think what I shared on Salt Lake City, I still want to share. I do want to share something that came up for me today and I was going to do a TikTok on it. And I thought, no, this is something that I want to leave for the podcast. I was asked to be a guest on a podcast this morning and the episode is coming out later in the week. So I will make sure to share that with those of you on socials. So make sure you're following um, so you can get the details on that when I have the link for it. And there was a question that was asked to me that I felt was something that I hadn't ever really thought about. But then when the words started coming out, it really made more sense. And the question was something along the lines of like, what do you want out of your podcast, your platform, your brand? I immediately felt like all I've ever wanted with this is to start conversation, to open dialogue, to learn from one another, to have conversations online that we're not having in real life, which seems weird, right? Like we should be having more conversations in real life. But I know there are a lot of people in my life that don't care about this kind of stuff. So there we go. That's why I speak to the internet. But it opens a dialogue and it creates a community. And I've never wanted this podcast or my socials, specifically TikTok or Instagram, to be a regurgitation of news. And we talked a lot about you know having the fine line of what actual journalism is and what commentary is. And, and then you have people that just want to share their influence and, and their opinions. And it can be such a blurred line on social media. But for me, it's, it's very clear. I found this even more so last week when the announcement of Lisa Rinna leaving Beverly Hills came. I had specifically taken time off that afternoon. I think we all, 
all can benefit from time off of social media, the endless scrolling, the notifications popping through, the constantly being on at all times, I needed to be off. I had edited the podcast that I scrapped. (laughs) I spent a while editing that. I had taken time off to get a workout in, to do some things around my house, to have a nice dinner with my husband. And right before I went to bed was when I turned my phone on and I saw the news about Lisa Rinna. Now, by this time, it had been about four or five hours. I had multiple comments coming in saying, did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? No, I hadn't because I was turned off. When I'm not turned off, when I don't take that time to turn off, I get completely overwhelmed. When I first started the TikTok account, when I was following the Johnny Depp trial, I was always on. My brain was just constantly fixated on, I can't miss a notification. I can't miss an update. I can't miss an announcement. What if something happens and I'm not on my phone? How, how will I not be the first one to share this information? And today when that question came up on the podcast interview, I knew that that was it. I, I don't want to be an account that is regurgitating headlines, that is giving you breaking news. Because when I have to be on like that all of the time, I am not on in my real life. I am not on in my family. I am not on in my friendships, in my relationship, in my downtime. Because I'm so hyper fixated on being the first one and and reveal the breaking news. And then when I was in a place where I was doing that, I was so burnt out. And now I can see myself falling victim to that again. And I had that feeling when all of this came out about Lisa Rinna on Thursday, I had that emotional feeling again, like I wasn't the first one. It wasn't me. I didn't get to share it. I have people commenting and it took me a few days to process this, but like, that's not what I want to be. That's not who I want to be. That's not how I want to share. I'm not here to regurgitate headlines. I am not here to be your breaking news. I love that you come to me to hear my thoughts and opinions. I love that you come to me to have a conversation, to see how I think about it, to see how I break things down, to see a different or possibly same perspective as you, to have dialogue, albeit in the comments, sometimes it's not so great amongst people in the comments. And I have to kind of delete and block and, and do all the things to protect that. But that's what I want. That's what, And that's what I hope that you as a listener, that you want. And I hope that you know that even if I'm not constantly on, that's not who I want to be. You can get your headlines, you can get your breaking news from any amount of Bravo account, of any amount of tabloid website, any amount of you know celebrity tea gossip blogger. I don't want to be that person. I want to be someone that you can come to. I'm going to gossip about it. I'm going to spill the tea. I'm going to tell you what I've heard and, and what's going on and what could be true, what may, may not be true. But I'm also going to tell you what my feelings are and my thoughts on it. And I'm going to offer you a perspective to look at things in a different light, hopefully. And I also hope that I've done a good job of that so far. <laughs> I hope that I've done that. I hope I've done a good job of that so far. But I really just wanted to make it something that is said because I never want to seem like I'm just coming on here on the podcast twice a week to spit headlines at you. You can get those anywhere. I hope what you're coming to me for is my thoughts, my opinions, opening dialogue, having conversation, 
to allow for a different perspective and so forth. Okay. That was my little sentimental moment, but now let's get into some tea. First and foremost, we had the Vanderpump Rules season 10 trailer camp come out this evening and it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. I do see that we still have Charlie and it looks like there's an, first of all, the cast photos, they look like they are AI generated. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who, <laughs> I don't know who chose what and why for those photos. They're not great. I will say there was somebody that I, I don't know if it's a new person or because the AI is so bad, I can't even recognize them, but it looked like Charlie, one of the newbies quote, and maybe someone else that's new came coming in. She had long, dark hair. I'm not sure who it is. Cause I also didn't see her in the trailer, but the trailer's worth it. And also it's, it seems as though Lala did leak the season premiere date. <laughs> I said that I had her, uh, she had commented on a post saying nobody's, nobody knows when it's actually coming. And she commented February 8th. So it was never actually confirmed today until today by Bravo that it is February 8th. So on February 7th, we have the premiere of New Jersey. And on February 8th, we have the premiere of Vanderpump Rules. And I am ready for it. It's just giving me that like old school raw emotion of Vanderpump Rules. And I'm so here for it. Also in today's news, which I am not shocked by, I don't know why anybody's shocked. Diana Jenkins has officially said she is not returning to Beverly Hills, which first of all, like they let this woman not go to the reunion and claim that she had COVID when it was very clear that everything on social media showed that she did not have COVID. The woman was out at aquariums with her daughter. You don't have COVID, but they let her slide. And I just love the way that in all of these statements that are now coming out, <laughs> they're all like, well, yes, you know, I'm really grateful for Bravo for, she claims that the reason she's not coming back is because she's of her pregnancy. My favorite is that Bravo is like allowing these people, these people being Diana and Lisa so far <laughs> to come in and say, well, you know, I'm really grateful for Bravo offering me the opportunity to work with me and letting it be. And, you know, Lisa's last week was, it was a mutual agreement, whatever. We all know you guys were fired in my opinion, but make your statements have a quiet goodbye, be good. We'll see you on the other side. There was never any doubt in my mind that Diana Jenkins was returning, by the way, that like, I knew that that woman was absolutely out. The other thing I heard today, which I'm not super excited about, I don't even know if it's real or not. Supposedly as of today, which is January 9th, uh, Southern charm, maybe it was this weekend. There were first sightings of filming of Southern charm. So it sounds like maybe this weekend, if anything, and I know there were some sightings of Austin with a blonde girl who may have been Taylor, but may have been someone else. But the other rumor that I heard today was that Catherine Dennis is not coming back. I think we've already, I'm not sure if it's been completely confirmed, but there were also rumors that Shep was not going to be back. So we're coming into Southern Charm with possibly no Shep and possibly no Catherine Dennis. And I know a lot of people don't like love her, but I also think that she brings a lot to the show. I will miss her if that is true. I don't feel like she should leave. And also if she's gone and Shep's gone, I, I could, I could really care less about Shep. Um, you know, he's a 47 year old man child kind of trying, he's like the jacks of the Southern States, <laughs> quite frankly, except Jack's finally settled down, got married and had a baby shop. I don't know if we'll ever see that. I don't even think with him, it's that last season was so tough. I think it's just, he knows like this, 
portraying myself like this on TV isn't working for me anymore. And I know that Catherine has had a lot of rough seasons and a lot of rough years, and she's gone through a lot. And I know that she has to focus on healing herself and making a good environment for her family. And that's honestly what I think she should be focusing on very much so, but it also just makes me sad if she's going to be gone. I did see a statement, like this was a personal statement from the people that run a certain very large Bravo fan account. And the comment was, if this is true, it seems like she's been checked out and she wasn't really invested last season anyway. So she didn't really bring anything, something along those lines. And what really bothered me about that was Six months ago, these are the same accounts that were sharing stories of Catherine Dennis allegedly having been assaulted by her boyfriend, Caleb, and who had been hiding from production and so that she didn't have to file a report. When production did find out, they covered her with so much makeup because she refused to call the police. Then you have Bravo accounts that are saying, well, she's been, she wasn't really invested. And so she didn't really do anything last season. Well, that's because there were stories that she was physically assaulted. What I have a problem with sometimes with these larger accounts that have been around for a long time, they're not, you know, really, they're really big on Instagram or they're really big on Twitter, but they don't really grow in other areas or maybe they have really large followings on their podcast. Things are forgotten and things are just said flippantly, I feel like sometimes and without regard of what could actually be going on. So if you have a large account that said, well, she's, she hasn't been invested, but they were also ones that shared the stories of the allegations six months ago. Obviously, if she had been going through that, that's the reason she wasn't invested. If she has gone, if that is true, I'm, I'm probably a very small minority of people that would hate to see Catherine Dennis go. And I don't know if it is a revolving door of Bravo just trying to clean house, if it is people being tired of the shenanigans, I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like Austin is a dirtbag, has been for a while. Shep is gone. If Shep is gone, if Catherine is gone, we have Leva who we don't know what her story is going to be because she's got her own flop of a show. I hope it's a flop. I haven't watched it. I just, I don't like Lava. You know, Madison, I'm sure we're not going to see much of her anymore because she's married. It's just that whole cast is now evolving in a different direction. I'm not sure if the next season is going to be something that is going to be worth watching. I hope that I'm wrong because I do love Southern Charm. I guess we'll have to wait and see. We have one more piece of news to discuss that came out. And that is the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4 cast has been confirmed and announced by Bravo. Now, when I first heard this, I was like, I'm not happy because there are some repeats. But then when I had a moment to digest it a little bit more and really think of the dynamics of everyone involved, I'm like, okay, I can, I can get into this. Now, rumor has it... And this has not been confirmed, but rumor has it that the Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4 will be filmed in Marrakesh. I have a very close friend of mine that lives in Marrakesh, (laughs) and I have already told her, I'm going to give you the list. I'm going to send you pictures of every person on this cast. I need you to keep your eyes peeled for me. 
and send out any information to me that you can possibly collect if the time comes where you may run into them. Because you know I want to know and I have to know the behind the scenes. I need to know if there is a brawl going down on the streets of Marrakesh. I need to know. And with this cast, with this cast, literally anything is possible. First, I'm going to share with you who is returning, who was a previous cast member. And most of these are coming from Ultimate Girls Trip that was at Bluestone Manor. One, Vicki Gunvalson. Two, Brandy Glanville. Three, Phaedra Parks. And four, Eva Marcel. Now, I loved Phaedra and Eva on Ultimate Girls Trip. I absolutely loved them. So I am all for it. I was not shocked by Brandy returning. Brandy, if she's not an actual housewife, Brandy will take a paycheck from anything. This also, to me, kind of uh, basically confirms that Brandy is not coming back to Beverly Hills as a full time cast member. Whether or not she could be a friend of at some points, that's you know, we'll find that more about that later. Brandy being on Ultimate Girls Trip, they are supposedly supposed to start filming next month, maybe. I think it was maybe February or early March. I can't recall which one. This kind of leads me to believe that Brandy will not be making the cast of Beverly Hills, which has been rumored. I really could have done without Vicky, but it is what it is. So now this, that's where I was like, okay, I don't love this because there were so many repeats. However, now looking at who is adding to the cast, that group, specifically Brandy and Vicky, because Eva and Phaedra were really trying to just stay out of the mess. But Vicky and Brandy with the rest of this cast, I am here for it. Are you ready? New to the cast of Ultimate Girls Trip, we have one, Gretchen Rossi, <laughs> two, Camille Grammer Meyer, three, Alex McCord, and four, Caroline Manzo. Vicky and Gretchen back in the saddle. Vicky and Gretchen, I am mind blown mind blown. Can you imagine Caroline and Vicky going up against each other? And then we throw messy Camille in there. Love, love me some Camille. This also kind of upsets me because I'm like, oh, I was really hoping maybe we'd see Camille back on Beverly Hills as well. But again, it just doesn't seem like the timing is going to work out. Possibly like Brandy, maybe friend of who knows. But Camille and Brandy are always a hot mess together because Camille is messy as they come. And Caroline and Vicky, and Vicky and Gretchen, and then Alex McCord. <laughs> I, where they pulled Alex out of, I don't even know, but it is happening. And so, thinking about all of those women together, I think it is a complete recipe for disaster. And meanwhile, I feel like Eva and Phaedra are just gonna be like, okay, we're here. We're here. It, it's fine. We're here. I'm really glad that I was not recording while like in the moment when I found this out because I had to process it. At first I was just kind of like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like the, the same ones being there, you know, specifically Vicky or specifically Brandy. Brandy, I could, we could put Brandy anywhere on any of these trips and she's going to do Brandy things. But I was like, God, we're bringing Vicky back. And then just thinking, thinking forward to Vicky and Gretchen at it again. It wasn't good the first time. 
Like it was dynamically, dynamically between them. It was not good for TV. It was great. It was great for TV. I need that. I need a drunken, messy Gretchen and Brandy together. Gretchen and Brandy together being messy, drunk. Then you get Camille who's going to be, you know, just teetering on the, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to meddle. And then Caroline. I can just see Caroline just sitting back and judging with her whole body, judging everything until that moment she snaps. And Alex, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to think. I, I haven't done enough research in the last five years to even know what is going on in Alex and Simon's life. I think their kid is like 18 now, which is crazy that that time has just gone by so quickly. But I have not thought about her in so long. And now here we will have her on the Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. I want to know what you think about this cast for Ultimate Girls Trip. Go to my socials, go to my Instagram and DM me. It's usually the easiest way to get a good conversation going. Go to Instagram, DM me. Let me know what you think about this because I am so interested to hear the feedback on what is to come. I think that's all I have for you for new information from over the weekend since last episode. So now I am going to do some editing and turn it over. Again, what you're hearing next is coming off of last week's episode of Salt Lake City. So that would have been, you know, day number 875 of Heather's Black Eye. (laughs) But it is the episode before the season finale. So if it sounds like it's weird that maybe we've already answered some things, that's why. In this week's episode of Salt Lake City, she again made the comment of innocent until proven guilty, period. It's been so hard for me to watch this entire season because we know, we knew from day one how that went. We knew that there was no trial. We knew that she was no longer fighting tooth and nail. And when I look at the previews of next week's season finale, it looks as though Meredith and Heather are going with her. And I don't know if all of a sudden this is going to be the moment where Jen is realizing that she is not going to get a not guilty out of a trial or We'll have to see how that plays out next week. We see that Heather and Meredith are there with her and things are starting to kind of unfold. And now on this week's episode was almost, I don't want to say for surely because there obviously are things that I could have forgotten throughout the season, but it almost feels to me like that was when Dana brought up the informant that it was one of the first times anyone had really questioned that. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, please, please do. I would uh, greatly appreciate that because I have many times just forgotten something that I've seen. I try to take notes, but things happen, mistakes happen. I've been wrong many times and will continue to be wrong many times. But the way that Jen reacted to that, it was almost like Dana was revealing something that nobody actually knew around the table or maybe Meredith and Heather did, but Comparing that with how the previews for next week look, it almost seems like Heather and Meredith still went there with her to New York thinking 
that this was going to be a full-blown child because you can see it they're having a discussion in what looks like a hotel room. It doesn't look like they're having the conversation in Salt Lake City. I do believe that they have mentioned in the past that they went to New York with her. But the way that Jen reacted when Dana brought up the informant, it's that same behavior over and over and over again of I'm going to lie about it. I'm going to lie about it. She stands up, she starts screaming, she's, you know, stumps off does her whole Jen situation as she always does. And I have to kind of give Dana props in this because Dana came as what Meredith was so quick to remind her of later in the episode. Dana came as a guest of Meredith. Jen did not want Dana there. Dana didn't seem like she wanted to be there, but I believe that Dana went there with the full intention to get underneath Jen Shaw's skin. She knew. She knew from the very beginning that Jen is not trustworthy. She said it multiple times. She has made very clear how she feels about her. So I feel, I'll give her props for that because I do feel like she went on this trip just to kind of pour salt into the wound when it came to Jen Shaw. And Jen Shaw had an interesting week this week in real time. You know, the woman is facing sentencing. She has no idea what her future is going to look like, but yet she made sure that she took time out to go to the Rose Bowl to support Coach Shaw. Now, I will play devil's advocate here for a minute. Jen got a lot of heat on social media about this this week. I don't know if people just thought that she was out just, you know, enjoying football games and partying as she normally would and not giving a shit. But she got a lot of heat on social media about, you know, going to this game and like she has nothing else to worry about. Her husband was coaching. He is coaching in the Rose Bowl. That is a big, momentous opportunity for Coach Shaw. In my opinion, I think people saw a photo. They saw one photo, which was uh, from her Instagram stories. It was a selfie of her and someone else. I don't know if it's her family members, whatever. It's like people took that one photo and made a headline out of it and made jokes about it. And I was just kind of like, okay, he's the coach. I, I commend her for stepping out into public to support him in that way. It's a big thing. It really is. So I wish that she wouldn't have gotten so much heat for that. I see why she did it and I can understand. I also saw a clip that I think was from this last time that Heather Gay was on Watch What Happens Live. And I didn't watch it because if you've listened to any of my episodes, you know how I feel about Heather Gay in the first place. And I'm just tired of the manipulation. He asked her why, if she feels differently about Jen's business now knowing she pled guilty. And she's basically like, well, it's irrelevant. It, it doesn't even matter that she pled guilty. And and her reasoning was that when she was friends with her, when she knew her, when she first met her, she felt that Jen's business was, quote, unsavory. Now, if you're telling me that your friend, you already have these weak, these suspicions, these thoughts that something does not add up, and you continue to allow this woman to steamroll every single person around you, including yourself, knowing that it is, quote, unsavory, and now because she pled guilty, it's irrelevant? So does that mean that this entire season that, you know, Heather's been, I've got your back, I've got your back, I know you're innocent, really she never did? Which doesn't surprise me because... I'm so sick and tired of the manipulation from Heather Gay. I 
have never felt that a housewife has just fallen from such high graces at such a rapid pace more than Heather Gay. I still can't figure out what it is. I don't understand why this woman just took a complete 180. Like she, not my favorite, but she has been a fan favorite, a fan favorite. And she can claim that it was, I'm not going to let people, you know, throw me under the bus anymore or get involved. This woman has been at the center of everything this year. And just because you don't quote, want to get involved or don't, you know, want to talk about it, it doesn't make it anything less. It's hard for me to believe that it's the season finale already. I can't even remember half of the things that happened in the beginning of the season, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. But I do know that there has been a shift in Heather since episode one. She is not the same person that she was in the other episodes. Maybe Whitney was right that this just all, the fandom and the love and everything just all went to her head. But she's so manipulative. It's like she's taking a lesson right out of Jen Shah's curriculum. You can say whatever you want about Whitney Rose. There are people that love her. There are people that hate her. What I have seen from Whitney this season is someone who has struggled with a lot of things and has finally gotten to the point where she can speak her mind and put up boundaries in the place, in the places that she needs it. And this whole friendship break thing that Heather has continuously used to almost be like a dagger against Whitney is just gross to me because Whitney saying she wanted a friendship break, in my opinion, is setting up healthy boundaries. Knowing that you don't feel appreciated, knowing that you don't feel that this is the best place for your relationship, knowing that you deserve a place where you can go within yourself and start to evaluate how you feel and process some thoughts and things. And this is what has been the argument with Whitney and Heather all season is that Whitney has consistently said, you don't listen to me. You don't understand because you don't listen. You are not hearing how it feels. And she just straight gaslights Whitney to her face time and time again. So in this week's episode, she sits down with Whitney and manipulates the hell out of her. I don't know why she even went there. Whitney starts off with saying, listen, I know you're going through a lot. I know that you have your business. I know you're stressed out and you're growing your business. I know you feel a certain type of way about leaving the church. I know that you have these things. So please know that you can trust me. And Heather just looks at her and says, I can't trust you because you told you wanted a friendship break and didn't even tell me. Invalidating someone else's feelings to the 10th degree. It, it was just so gross to me. And the way she sits in every single interview, every single little, even that meeting with Whitney on, when she's on Watch What Happens Live, every time she's got just this, this like smug look on her face. I don't know. I, I don't think that we are going to find out at the reunion because <laughs> Lisa Barlow did a little Q&A on Instagram the other day and said something like, who do you think, the question was something about, you know, what do you think will be most surprised at the reunion or something? Or she made a comment about sofa surfers, meaning that they were not basically getting anything because there were, quote, two people that didn't do anything there that actually changed any story. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that she's uh, alluding to Heather and Meredith. Even Whitney on Watch What Happens Live on this week with Julia Fox said that kind of the same thing. 
I don't think we're going to get much out of this reunion. And unfortunately, I think that a lot of the current cast, if, if, if Salt Lake City does not continue, because we've seen, we have seen franchises like Dallas, for example, okay? I really liked Dallas. After a few seasons, something something shifted. So if we were to not see Salt Lake City come back, I have a feeling that there are going to be a few people, a majority of people, that are going to say that it's because Jen is not there. When in reality, the show could continue without Jen. I don't think she is the show. I think she sometimes provides comedic relief. I think we would benefit from having Mary Cosby back. But I don't think that Jen is the show. But if for some reason, because the viewings aren't there or the the viewers aren't happy or Bravo itself just feels like this whole franchise has run its course, they are going to blame it on the fact that Jen is not there. They are not going to take responsibility for the way that they acted themselves, they being Meredith and Heather. Meredith is just continuing to like play this both sides of the game thing, right? Heather is just being straight manipulative and she is losing her fans with every single word that comes out of her mouth. Again, this is all my opinion. And when I say these things, people that are diehard for Heather Gay really go for it, but I also feel like many people are starting to see that as well. This whole black eye thing, I can't handle watching, listening about it anymore because I just get super angry every time of the way that she portrays it, the way that she slides, like brushes it under the rug, but then in the same breath alludes to the fact that she's accusing somebody of assault. I had a bunch of comments last week to say that I was victim blaming. And they went in, there were a few people that ended up having to be blocked, but they went into multiple videos, multiple videos. And all they would comment is, look at you victim blaming, look at you victim blaming, look at you victim blaming. I cannot victim blame someone that we don't even know is a victim of anything. And that's not even like not believing the victim. This quote victim hasn't said a word about how it happened. There is no situation. She, on one hand, says, I don't want to talk about it. I don't know. But then she, in this week's episode, says, oh, yeah, I know exactly what happened, but I'm not going to tell you to Whitney. And she has manipulated the situation. She has not once ever said, I am a victim of assault. Ever. I don't believe she's a victim of anything. I think she did this to herself. I'm still standing by this idea that something happened with Botox or something happened before this trip. She had in her own freezer a tiny little, a tiny little ice bag for an eye. (laughs) A tiny little ice bag for an eye. Now tell me why you have that. Jen Shaw came on this trip with an eye patch. Tell me why you brought that. There was no pirate dinner. There was no need for an eye patch on this trip. In my opinion, something happened before they went on that trip. It has nothing to do with anyone that's there. It is a way for Heather to cover something up for herself, whether it's her business and it because of Botox or something that she is embarrassed of and she and Jen thought it would be funny 
to create a storyline around this black guy. It is the storyline that Heather Gay has not had and has been looking for for every single season. And now she has it. And the way that she is going about it is just coming back to bite her in the ass. I am very grateful that we are coming up on the reunion of Salt Lake City because I can't handle this anymore. I am so over this. And if it weren't for Lisa Barlow and her, you know, just not give a shit about anything feeling while being accused of giving blowjobs for jazz tickets, (laughs) I don't know if I could have made it through this whole season. I'm ready for it to be done. Thank you for hanging with me and allowing me to be in your ears while you do all the things. Um, please leave me a rate, leave me a review, do the things. I would really greatly appreciate it to get your support. If you are loving the episodes, if you are loving the content, hit follow, do all of the things, share it on your Instagram stories. You can always send me questions or topics, things that you'd like me to address on the podcast to my Instagram DMs as well. That is probably the best way to get those to me. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll chat with you in the next episode.